Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone's having a really good week. It's been very gloomy here in Texas recently. I was home in Kansas City this past weekend for Easter and it was gorgeous, sunny, 75, not a cloud in the sky. And then I come back to Texas and it's gloomy yet again. So it's really, my mood has been all over the place the past couple weeks with the car issues and the weather. I just, mm, you know, and just kind of going along with this slump. Today, we're going to be talking about toxic productivity and where it stems from, reasons that you feel this way, and nine ways that you can tell if you have toxic productivity because recently in therapy your girl has been talking about toxic productivity a lot because I have noticed something about myself is when I graduated college I didn't know what to do with myself I felt like that Taylor Swift quote where she's like you know she wins the Grammy for the first time and she's like okay this is all I ever wanted like oh gosh like this is literally all I've ever wanted like what do I do And I feel like it's kind of dramatic to compare my circumstance to Taylor Swift winning a Grammy. But, like, I feel that, girl. I, Taylor, I feel you. Because all I had ever wanted growing up was to graduate college, get a good job, and have my own apartment in a new city. And here we are. Mission accomplished. I have a job that I love in a city that I love in my own apartment that I love. Everything is so great, but the issue with that becomes the toxic productivity that I have just held on to for so long, especially throughout high school and college, has kind of manifested in this way where I have accomplished the goals I've kind of set out to, and you know, literally, I'm I'm 23, and this is just the beginning of my adulthood and career, but it kind of just feels like I I don't know where to go or what to do and comes along toxic productivity and it gets worse and it's just manifested into not the best you know way of thinking and that's what we're going to talk about today i feel like my thoughts are a little scattered today because i am still dealing with all my car stuff oh yeah here's my here's my quick little update if you listened to last week's episode my car is still in dallas it's been a week she's still there but i have a bus booked to go back up tomorrow so please say your prayers that it'll be done on wednesday when i go up because oh i i don't know what i would do if i got up there and it wasn't done but we're not gonna think about that whatever there's my car update hopefully next week i'll come to you with good news that everything is all sorted out and good but because of all that i feel like i've just been kind of all over the place which also relates to this topic because I feel like I have obviously had to deal with stuff that I was not planning on dealing with and it's taken away time that I had planned to work on other things like cleaning or organizing or or whatever it is, taking workout classes. And it's also kind of just made me super harsh judge to myself being like you're not doing enough like you're not doing the things you set out to do this week because you've had to deal with this stuff that you weren't expecting 
And that also kind of relates to last week's episode. If you didn't listen to it, go take a listen. It's it's a good one. Maybe I'm biased, but you know, I think it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just got to this point where I don't know. I, I just really thought that I had just failed last week. I just did not do a thing I was supposed to be doing. I didn't feel productive. But the reality of it is I was dealing with something that was obviously unexpected and it needed to be dealt with. And it's okay if I don't have this ultra productive week where I'm cooking really great meals three times a day and going to workout class every single day and doing X, Y, and Z all before 8 p.m. where I can sit and watch tv for an hour and then check that off my list because it's it's on my list to relax like it's it's this whole thing and and that's kind of where this episode comes from and basically i was reading this article and it was saying that society is extremely competitive today it's a society where you're soon taught that productive people never stop and resting or just not doing anything that day equals laziness and a waste of time and obviously we are told that time is money and you have to know how to take advantage of it and make it profitable which causes us to be trapped by feelings of you know chronic stress and permanent dissatisfaction and we're kind of in this mindset where it doesn't matter how much we make how much we produce how many hours we put into a day it will just never be enough for our inner judge who obviously judges every moment and doesn't allow us to just relax and rest and yeah that was just something i've really been having a tough time with and There's a famous psychologist, Albert Ellis, who said that a few thoughts orchestrate as much suffering as I should or I have to, and that those thoughts are mental devices that attack our happiness, and they lay the foundation for anxiety and depression, and as a matter of fact, there are few things as overwhelming as the feeling of not being good enough or not doing enough which hits me hard because I have been feeling that since I've achieved these goals I've set out to achieve that I'm never doing enough because I should be having more goals and next goals that I am working towards and there's no There's no time to stop and enjoy the view from where I'm at because I have to keep trudging forward to accomplish more because we're only on this earth for a short amount of time. So obviously I want to make use of it and just go a thousand miles per hour. But recently I found myself kind of in this funk where I'll do all the things. I will keep myself so busy and be doing stuff 24-7. I'll work out in the morning. I'll go to work for eight hours. I'll go to happy hour with my friend. I'll run and meet up with another friend. I'll go do this. And then I'll run home at 10.30 p.m. to try to get to sleep to, you know, still get eight hours of sleep. And at the end of each week, I kind of just get in this slump where I'm like, okay, I, I did all of that, but for what? Like, what 
what was the purpose of just going that hard and that fast all week to where I didn't have a second to breathe? I didn't have a second to relax and just be where I was because I was just running so fast everywhere. And that's kind of what I, that was not English. (laughs) That's kind of been what I've been working on with my therapist is just saying like, why am I having this where I feel like I have to be busy to be content and satisfied, but it's still not enough. I still go bed at night thinking about what's going on the next day, what's happening next week, what I could be working on in the next year. And it's just this endless cycle where I'm never satisfied. I never feel like I'm doing enough. And now before we kind of get into the meat of this phenomenon, we're going to talk about the nine ways that you can see if you are suffering with toxic productivity as well. So sign number one is that you can't take a break. And this just means your obsession with productivity is counterproductive and you find yourself unable or unwilling to take a break. And everything in your life has become about being more efficient and more productive, meaning you spend all of your waking hours doing something, working in some capacity, not even if it means your job working, but doing something at all times. And the problem with this is that we're not designed to work all day, every day, and never get a break. That's just not, that's just not what we're meant to do. And the burnout epidemic has made it clear time and time again that leaders who never take a break end up breaking themselves. And there's a study from the American Psychological Association showing that people who take breaks actually are more productive and it increases both your job and life satisfaction. So if you find yourself not being able to take a break and seeing the benefit in that, that is a huge telltale that you suffer from toxic productivity. Sign number two, and this one hit me like a truck, was that you have no hobbies. And I kind of had to step back and think about this for a second because I love dance. That is something that I've been very passionate about for a very long time. And if you're a long-time listener, you know that a lot of issues in my life have kind of stemmed from dance and my obsession with it, but it has just blessed me in more ways than I can count, and it is something that I just enjoy so much. But with dance, what I've noticed since graduating college is toxic productivity kind of took over my love for dance and kind of stole it away from me because while being in this phase of life where, you know, I'm working and I have an income, dance has kind of become this thing where I'm kind of like, oh, well, if I can't devote a lot of time and energy into it to make myself really successful with it, it's just not worth it. I just don't enjoy taking classes for fun. Like, what's the point in that if I'm not working towards a goal with dance, if I'm not working with a company to get better, to get promoted, what's the point of it? And that is just not the point of it. And I've kind of just been realizing that more and more is that I feel like I'm just missing that aspect where I just have 
that love and passion for dance or just really any hobby where I want to devote time and energy to it just because I enjoy it, not because I'm going to get something out of it success-wise or validation-wise, but because I genuinely enjoy it and see the value in it. Sign number three is that you work because you can and you almost always can. Obviously, this has become a lot bigger of an issue since remote working has become a thing and we have our phones on us, obviously, at all times and we're kind of expected to be on at all times. I am very lucky with my job where I don't feel this pressure, but I know a lot of people even if it's their own doing where they put that pressure on themselves, they just feel like in order to impress their boss or in order to compete with the people they're working with properly, they need to be on the clock at all times when that's just not the case and that's a huge sign of toxic productivity. Sign number four is that you're experiencing productivity shame. And for a lot of driven people, it's it's so hard to sit still. But productivity shame goes a little bit deeper than that. And according to Rescue Time, productivity shame involves the feeling that you are not allowed to do things that are unproductive. You feel guilty when you spend time on other hobbies, like we just talked about, watch a movie or simply sit back and relax. So in other words, if you're not working on something productive, you're not satisfied. This is probably number one on my list tied with um the hobbies sign because i just have the hardest time justifying doing quite literally anything if i don't see anything productive with it i have a hard time watching a movie or drawing painting writing anything that is considered a hobby where i don't see a productive value to it i have a really difficult time with sign number five is relief is always three months away or two months away three weeks away wherever your calendars blink at the moment you know obviously you fill up your calendar as it comes so i'm sure this month maybe even next month and the month after are booked full so you say okay once july hits i'm in the clear but the truth with that is you're always going to keep filling your calendar. It's never, July's not going to come and you're actually going to take that time to relax and just exist because you're used to filling your calendar and that's what's making you comfortable. So you're going to continue doing that, whether it's three months away right now, when it comes, you're going to fill it and that's where it can become really toxic. Sign number six is your closest relationships are suffering. The people who pay the greatest price for toxic productivity are not your coworkers or, you know, the people you work with, your managers. It's the people that are closest to you, your spouse, your kids, your friends, because you blow them off, tell them to wait, explain you're too busy, bury your head in your laptop or whatever your work. It doesn't matter if you're in this mindset where you can't give what the people around you need that's where it can become really toxic and the people closest to you should have the best experience of you 
But toxic productivity creates the opposite impact where the people closest to you get the worst of you because it's just the last remains of whatever's left over from your day. All right, sign number seven is that you're always trying to set new records. So for top performers, work can become little like how Google Maps has become to some of us. You're always trying to beat the ETA by just a few minutes. And once you shave off a minute of your arrival time, the gauntlet is to shave another minute off the next time you go to see if you can arrive even faster. And productivity turns toxic when you're never satisfied with your current progress or result. It always just has to be a little bit faster, a little bit better, and always up and to the right. And what's worse, this kind of behavior obviously gets rewarded. Workaholics are one of the most rewarded people in, as a result, addiction in America. If you drink too much, you get fired. If you work too much, you get a raise and a promotion. All right, sign number eight is that there's no finish line. So as I said before, the challenge with productivity is that you can always get better. You can always become a little bit more efficient, a little bit more effective, download a new app, master a new skill that helps you a little bit more, get a little bit more done in a little less time, which of course creates more time for more work and doing more things, which means that there's no finish line ever. Every piece you wrote could be a little bit better. Every day you spend could have been a little bit more optimal. But it doesn't matter. There's always tomorrow. There's always next week, next month, next year. It, not everything needs to get done today. And something that actually my dance teacher always says, Heather, if you're listening to this, I love you. And you're such an inspiration and this really stuck to me when you said this is that you have done enough for today saying that as an affirmation has really changed the way i think i find myself going to bed just being like oh, i wish i would have got this done i wish i would have done this but when i find those mindsets i just love saying that to myself and just saying what i've done today has been enough i've done enough today and that's just helped so much with that really toxic mindset of never doing enough. All right, the last and final sign, sign number nine, is that you're still overwhelmed. So healthy productivity has a finish line and leads to a full life, not just a full work schedule. It allows you to sleep at night take a real vacation, work out, make time for hobbies and friends and family and still get much more work done. Toxic productivity never leaves you feeling satisfied. It leaves you feeling overwhelmed. In this, I wish I could just plus a thousand to that because that is exactly how I feel. In the months that I have moved into my apartment since January, obviously it's April now. So what is that? January, February, March, April. That's four months. Four months that I've been in my apartment. In those four months, I have felt overwhelmed almost every day by the amount of things I think I needed to get done and still think I need to get done. I feel overwhelmed because I feel like I need to get it all done now because 
then I can focus on other things. But that's not the reality. The reality of being an adult and living on your own is there's always going to be stuff that has to happen. There's always going to be stuff that you could be doing, stuff you could be cleaning, stuff you could be organizing. It's always going to be there. So it, it doesn't need to get done right now. So that's something I'm really working on is just focusing on how to just be present, be in the moment, and just knowing that the stuff that needs to get done is still going to be there tomorrow and it doesn't all have to get done today. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about what is behind the whole concept of toxic productivity. So behind toxic productivity lies self-demand and perfectionism. These two dimensions are often related to anxiety disorders and depression, which doesn't mean that if you have toxic productivity that you are automatically diagnosed with an anxiety disorder or depression that just means that they can be related so if you do suffer from either one of those you could just as a result suffer from toxic productivity and the university of utah and university of st louis conducted research that highlighted the effects of this maladapted perfectionism the appearance of mental problems And they said the feeling of not doing enough is more than a cognitive distortion. Sooner or later, it leads to suffering. In fact, negative valence emotions, social comparison, lowered self-esteem, and even depression often appear. So now we kind of get into the next phase, which is how to act when you're faced with the feeling that nothing you do is enough. So although maybe allowing yourself to do nothing for a few hours is really helpful, that's because by doing this, you're taking care of your physical and psychological help. However, it's not easy to change your internal narrative. In fact, cognitive distortions are like that of, you know, your cell phone. It's always there and it's an, a core part of who you are. It's really hard to change and just get rid of. So fighting the syndrome of toxic productivity requires that you stop feeling guilty when you relax and you have to reduce the shoulds and the have tos by breaking that spiral of self-destruction and suffering requires being aware of your thoughts, attitudes, and internal dialogue. So planning your rest times, setting your less demanding goals and allowing yourself just to be just to rest and exist instead of pressuring yourself to achieve the unattainable will be a really good start in a verse that i just really love for this concept is ecclesiastics 3 1 through 22 which here's just a snippet of it for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. So that's just a little snippet, but it's a lot of um, repetition of a time too. (laughs) But... I like that verse for this concept because it just brings me a lot of peace to realize that everything is a season in life and everything passes. 
So this season of feeling really restless and just like I don't have a ton going on in my life, I know it'll pass. And soon enough, I'll be wishing I was in this season. So that verse just reminds me that God places us in the seasons that we're in for a reason. Everything is to grow us so that we have tools to keep going in life and face things further down the road. So with this concept of toxic productivity, I know that God wants to bring us peace and just is telling us to just rest in his presence. He'll bring us peace and just to relax knowing that he's in control of everything. We don't have to do everything. We just have to be where we are, do what he tells us to do and leads us to do, and he'll take care of the rest. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. It's just at disordered podcast with two T's at the end. I always respond and always love talking to you guys. So that is all for me today. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.